Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, in the background, it's Rachel Jeanette from her brand new EP, It's Heart Wide Open. It's available on all digital platforms right now. That's come to the altar. Just beautiful. Everybody, welcome to the Joseph Reed Show. It is Monday evening. We've made it somehow through the weekend. Oh my goodness. It is 2020. The most is it the most challenging year of America? I mean, it, it seems like of my lifetime, probably. Not personally. I mean, as I don't know. I've just never seen so much happen in in the year. Insanity. Good to see you, Raymond. Welcome. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you being a part of the show. Um, I appreciate all of you for your patience tonight. Normally the show is at 8.05. And just in pure transparency, Terry Carter, good to see you, my friend. Always good to see you. Terry Carter is here. Raymond Stapler is here. Good to see you, all of you guys that are coming in. Uh, in pure transparency, I had to pick up a friend at the airport, actually a business associate, and they they told me their flight was at 6.40. I got there at 6.40, and I knew it was going to, you know, it was going to be quick for me to get, I had to get there and get back. Uh, but then they gave me the... Um, Denver, Colorado time. So they were an hour behind. Hello, Deborah. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we had, of course, the late flight. He got there at 740, so I had to take him to his car, and then I'm here. And my guest has just been so patient and so nice, but that's just who she is, and she'll be coming up here in just a second. Welcome to the show. Uh, good to see you, Jill. Thank you for coming in. Hello, Mary. Good to see you. Uh, good to see. Always good to see my dad come in. Is there any bigger supporter than that than your own dad? Hey, dad, what's up? My daughter Brianna is in here. Shout out to the fam. Edward Tucker, welcome to the show. Ricky Bagwell, hello. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Nicholas Wilkie, Pamela Randall, good to see you guys. Guys, make sure to comment. Say hello. Say anything you want to say. Well, most anything. Anything appropriate. <laughs> Ricky, I hope you're doing good. Uh, my guest today on the show is going to be coming up in just a second, Rachel Jeanette. Man, I've had a lot of people like, oh, I'm just so excited. I can't. Rachel is a very multi-talented young lady. You heard her music as we were starting the show. If you didn't, we'll talk more about that in the show. Singer, actress, model. What else does she do? We'll talk about it. I'm not sure. She may crochet. We'll find out. Hello, Elena. Good to see you. Just when you think no one else famous is going to show up, Elena comes in. Singer-songwriter here in Nashville. Welcome to the show. I know who you are. Um, let's, let's talk for just a second about, uh, before we bring Rachel on here in just a second, let me just say this. What a challenging few days we've had in Nashville with 
very damaging vandalism, um, uh, rioting, things like that. But I do want to say that I appreciate all of those who peacefully protest in, in my city. All of those who protest, I think protesting is a very important part of our country, and I sincerely appreciate anyone who protests peacefully. Uh, but there are some people who are unfortunately uh, taking upon themselves, and, and though some of their anger is understood in situations like this, it's never good to destroy property, to break the law. There's a way to peacefully protest. But a lot of you have texted called, emailed, messaged, asked. Everyone here is fine. It has been a challenge um, emotionally uh, to see things like this happen, not only in your own city, but all over the world, uh, all over the country, rather. And just coming straight out of uh, COVID-19's kind of, you, you can see, you know, we've got a long way to go here, but you can see some good and places opening back up. And then you then you have another crisis. It's just been unbelievable. But I did want to say that my uh, prayers are with all involved on either side of the issue. The Bible talks about the greatest thing ever is love. Ever. That's just the best thing there is. And there's no greater thing to do with anyone, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on politically, regardless if they are a rioter or a protester, it doesn't matter. I love everyone because that's what God said to do. And when you're on Facebook a lot, you see that not a lot of people do that. They're not loving. They're looking for a reason to argue. I'm out. I just can't do it. Uh, I'm done. I told Brandy, I'm pro I don't know if I'll post political stuff again. I don't know. Deborah, love always wins. That is so true without any Further delay, ladies and gentlemen, um, let me introduce my guest, Rachel Jeanette. She is coming up right now. Rachel, how are you doing? Thank you for coming. It's good to see you. And oh, 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 my bad. Rachel, I didn't unmute your mic. Now you can speak. <laughs> so I was silent there for a second. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> it, it goes with the day, right? It's uh, sorry for the delay. Thank you, Rachel, for being so kind and and uh, patient with the evening that I've had. Oh, well, it's an honor to be on your show. Look, what have you been doing through this quarantine? I kind of know because I've been watching you. Uh, the quarantine has been tough. First off, if you're if you're watching, thank you so much. Um, good to see you, Joe, coming in. Rachel Jeanette, just a brief bio. Uh, she has appeared in films uh, such as uh, the Divergent series. Uh, she's been in multiple. We're going to talk more about that, but she she's had a lot of visibility on film, camera, and television. Also has done modeling. Uh, very heavily involved in music uh, and. Uh, We'll, we'll talk about those in detail, but that's our guest, and we're excited to have Rachel. Rachel, 2020, here we are. It's been challenging since March with the COVID-19 starting to shut things down. What have you been doing? You know, when the quarantine and things started to get a little crazy, um, I felt like 
for me personally, the best way to get through anything is to worship. So I started doing a Facebook Live every single day. Um, it started off about 45 minutes. And then because of family and just different things, it, it shrunk down a little bit to more like 30, 25. But every day I made a point to just go on Facebook and just do worship for a bit because that's what ministers to me more than anybody else. Very good. And um, it was readjusting my sight, I'd say, because sometimes we keep our sight focused on here rather than vertically. And so it helped me remember for at least 20 minutes a day to, to readjust what, where, where I was looking, what I was seeing, and adjust to the heavenly perspective that God is always in control no matter what we're going through. So you have went on to social media, which is such an important part of communication these days. My goodness. And you started doing praise and worship, even for that few minutes, making such a big difference in people's lives, people tuning in. You, I watched uh, several times, anytime I could. You, you were at the keyboard, or you were just singing and worshiping. It was very inspiring, uh, very soothing is a good word, I guess I could say. Uh, and we heard a little bit of uh, oh, Come to the Altar, which is on your new uh, EP we're going to talk about in a minute. So, listen, I'm looking at you, and I don't see any quarantine weight anywhere. So I'm kind of jealous right now. <laughs> I did make a point to work out every single day, um, but... Yeah, I mean, everybody did it a different way. I think I took some of my friends. I lost pounds, and they took some of mine. <laughs> oh, my. I, I took several of those. I took several. I ate a lot of bread. But I'm back on track now, man. I'm working out and getting the nutrition back. But let's start um, a little bit early in your career, Rachel. You were obviously had to have some big influences growing up, some people that kind of inspired you to go into music and acting and I know you've done you've had your hat in so many arenas so let's talk about some of your influences growing up and what made you want to do what you do so um I always knew I wanted to sing um I loved performing and being on stage since I can remember yeah um, and anytime I got a chance to get up in front of a crowd I was there uh but as far as music goes, I grew up in a really massive church in Nashville, Tennessee called Christ Church, which is mm -hmm. incredible. Loved by Christ Church family. Shout out to anyone watching. Um, and there, I, I can't even remember the first time I saw a concert. Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and um, so many celebrities went to our church. So I was always surrounded with a spirit of excellence and seeing really the best of the best. Um worship on Sunday mornings. So I, I knew not only did I want to do music, but I wanted to do it well. So my parents put me in voice and piano. I think I was about three and a half when I started voice and piano lessons. And I did voice and piano until the end of college every single week. That's pretty, did, did you enjoy it? Or when, when they put you in, were you kind of one of those, oh gosh, here I'll go again or were you just real really eagerly looking forward to it every time you went i think it depended um on what i had to sing um christy nordoff who was one of my vocal coaches and piano coaches when i was a kid she wrote your great name for natalie grant and just 
she's been writing a lot of awesome songs on radio right now. And I remember when I was taking from her, she, even at a young age, she really encouraged me to find my voice. Mm -hmm. So I loved lessons with her. But then when teachers would push me, ooh, it was hard. It was hard. Mm. But it was worth it. It was it worth it. Worth it. And whenever, yeah. whenever that you, you know, I, th I think if you're like me, when especially when you're younger, you have to motivate yourself sometimes because you got distractions with entertainment. You know, if it's television or if it's friends or if it's there's just so many distractions. But if you can focus just enough, which you have. It can it can really change your life. So it's a good testament to everyone listening. Man, those lessons, those things that you do to try to make yourself better, even schooling, just hang on in the difficult times, right, Rachel? Because the benefits yeah. can be very advantageous. And it was so, when I was in college and I got a role in a film and I was modeling almost full time, so many people sat down with me and they're like, you can't do this. You can't do all this. You can't. And I was on a scholarship at my university, Trevecca, so I had to keep a certain grade point average. And my friends were like, we don't know how you're going to do it. We really don't. And I just felt like I had the power to press through, and I did. I did it all. And so my advice to anyone young out there watching, especially if you're in music or um, acting or any kind of entertainment field, um, you, a degree is awesome. If you can get a chance to go to school, go to school work hard. You can do it all. You can pursue your dreams in school. And what I've noticed is a lot of times even directors will be like, oh, she has a degree. It's, I, I guess it's kind of just like, yeah, I do. But sometimes I'll get the role, I think literally because they know I can show up on time and be there and start and finish something. Um, so I really encourage just any young person watching this, um, if you have a chance to go to college, do it. I love that. I love that. Alexandra Davis is in the room. She says, hello, hello, Alex. Hey. Good to see you. Joe Aldridge is here saying, God bless you. Shirley Tweed is here. She says, hello. Um, and okay, so and th there's just so much love in here in the room. So many cool people. Thank you, guys. And make sure to share the show because we want all of your friends to see it. Now, the show, of course, will be on after it's live. It'll also be on the podcast on Apple iTunes and anywhere where you get your favorite podcasts. And you can also go to racheljeanette.com for any information on Rachel. Rachel, you got the first, you, you went into modeling pretty quick. So tell us how you got your first modeling gig. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> I know all about modeling. <laughs> You're a supermodel. Yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, modeling was definitely not something I think I pursued. I loved being on the runway. Um, but my first modeling job, um, I would say, was I took a class when I was younger, an acting class, and they just kind of um, – laid out everything available for us in the industry. And so at that time I pursued getting signed with my first talent agency and a friend's mom actually called my mom and was like, Hey, Aaron Carter is doing a concert. We would love Rachel to walk in it. And this was at a massive amphitheater. There were hundreds of thousands of people there beyond your eye could see. 
And that was my first job and that was for limited two, um, which I think is justice now. Um, but that was, that was my first modeling job and um, I loved it. I loved the crowd energy and just having fun and they put extensions in my hair at 10 years old and that was weird, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's really cool and a lot of experience, right, to help you as as you went further. And then somehow this got into actress mode. Mm-hmm. So tell us how that evolved. So I um, I did a lot for Lifeway when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved working for them. And I just loved, I think, camera. It's so different than being on stage because your reactions have yeah. to be so much smaller. Hmm. Where in theater, you're acting for the back row. And I wasn't very good at theater. That just wasn't my wasn't my gift. Um, but for film, it just came really naturally for me. And I just enjoyed being on set and memorizing lines and really working hard for something and then seeing it finished and hmm. people enjoying it. How did you get your first role in a film and what was it? So my first... Technically, my first role, I was an extra in a movie, a Christian film called The... And um, I, this is so embarrassing, but I actually, I, could, I was a normal college student. I couldn't afford gas for my car. So I asked my professor if I could not come to class to be an extra in a movie <laughs> so I could pay for gas for the week. <laughs> um, and that opened so many doors for me um and that yeah that was my first film it was with Seth Green and um I think Naomi Judd was in that as well um but yeah that was that was my first movie and I was a background and ended up just having favor with the director and so they gave me some screen time and through that I just made a lot of connections which led to me working on Hunger Games and how old were you when the Hunger Games opportunity came I spoke with the casting in 2012 and had the idea we were going to start shooting in 2013 and I didn't hear from them, but I still thought it was cool just to get the opportunity to, you know, even submit for it. Sure, sure. And then at the end of 2013, I got a phone call in the middle of my school chapel, my college chapel that I had to be on set the next day to sign contracts. Oh, um, wow. I skipped one final exam to do it. <laughs> but my professor luckily was a huge Hunger Games fan. And before I had to sign NDAs and someone mentioned it to him. So I got to, I got to um, luckily pass at least. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is you somehow managed to juggle all of that you juggled school. You made sure you got what you needed to get done. You made it to the set. You got the job done. You're a hard worker. Where do you get that hard work ethic from? Mom? I think parents. Yeah. My parents are, my whole life, they just I me, mean, if you want something, you have to work for it. And um, they really didn't spoil me. Um, they were, I'd say, really fair with me and just honest about real life. And so when I got older, I knew if I really wanted something, I had to do everything in my power to do it. And there were days I didn't sleep for 48 hours in a row because I was traveling back and forth from Atlanta to Nashville to shoot. And um, my mom would come with me a lot of the time. But 
it was a really difficult year. I fell asleep a class uh, like a couple times. <laughs> oh gosh. As long as you don't fall asleep here, we're good. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's pretty, a lot of people really can't say they've accomplished what you already have. And I know your career is, is really j just uh, starting to flourish. You've had a lot of incredible things, of course, uh, from the Hunger Games, uh, the Divergent series, uh, you you were on, uh, was it Billy Lynn's uh, long uh, halftime walk? Did I That's get that right? Cool. You got it. I'm impressed. Pretty, pretty good for that title. And that, man, it's pretty massive to have a, to have a big screen role. I mean, that's, that, that's beyond my imagination. You know, I've had some type of limited success in life as, as when it comes to, you know, television or radio or, but whenever you think on that, the big screen, motion picture screen, the 2016, what goes through your head when something like that happens? Um, I feel like every time I see myself on the big screen, it's just really surreal. It's kind of like, oh, that's me? That just happened? That's cool. Um, but usually if I get the opportunity to go to one of the pre-screenings or premieres, it's a big group of us that worked on the film together. And every time one of us comes on the screen that we recognize, we'll clap for them. Mm -hmm. So that makes it, I think, more of a family thing. And that just that's part of the film process. You spend so many hours and months with these people night and day yeah. in the best of times and the worst of times, the best of weather and the worst of weather. Um, I mean, I've worked 12 hours in seven degree weather Ugh. all day without a coat. No joke, no heat, no coat. Um, and you just, you fall in love with your set family. They become, you know, your life for that period of time. I think it's interesting just being a spectator. You and I met um, several months ago at a Carmen concert. Love Carmen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool little story. I remember you coming up to merch. Um, we we got to talking a little bit, and I found out a little bit about your music. And uh, you were very familiar. I said, I, I said, I've seen you. I, you know, I know, I know you. And uh, you mentioned your music, and I thought it was pretty amazing that the first thing you really mentioned to me was music. You could have mentioned the big films you were in or the roles you played, but music was a first love, I can tell. But but your, I guess your, what do we call that in, in the old church? We used to have a, have a word for it. But anyway, you're very humble. That's the, that's the word that that makes the most sense uh, with regards to your success. But when we talked to you that night, we brought you in and I wanted uh, Carmen to meet you. It was just kind of a God thing. We don't have to go into all that, but, but I knew that your love, you just loved music. And even before that, I know that you and Carmen were both nominated for a dove in the same year. Is that right? A few years ago. Something like that. I think the year, oh shoot, I was 15 and I, I sung on a Dove nominated, two Dove nominated records. Um, but I was 15 years old. I don't, so what year is it now? 2020? Oh, that, that was just two years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Carmen influenced you when you were a teenager 
and you I, had you had, you were already nominated on on the uh, you had sang on a nominate a dove nominated song so i could tell music is your first love or it mm -hmm. seems that way to me am i right yes i am i actually was in my first studio paying gig i was 10 years old very cool thank you and you've got so much just new music that i want to talk about because People need to know about this. Uh, the Heart Wide Open is the latest EP, which is a three-song EP, available anywhere digital music is. Please go check it out. Alan, welcome to the show. William, thank you for coming in. Hello, Travis. Thank you for being here. But we've got some really cool songs here. They're worship, and I think these, if I were to guess, I would guess that this EP was inspired by your praise and worship sets on social media through COVID-19. Am I right? I recorded these before. Oh, you did? I did. I actually, it, it was so funny. I, I went in the studio with my friend Isaac and Kinsley, um, and I just wanted to do some really simple covers. Um, I probably did about two vocal takes per song. Um, really quick, really easy. Um, we didn't really have the intention of releasing it on iTunes. At least I didn't. Um, I just wanted to like put it up online somewhere and let people listen. Um, and after COVID-19 started, it just be became obvious that people needed hope and faith. Hmm. So we decided to release it on all, all digital platforms. Wow. Really cool. So actually... It was almost meant to be because you transition from recording it. Then you go to COVID-19. You start doing your praise and worship daily on your social media. So many people tuning in watching that and then releasing it to uh, digital platforms. It's just almost that God puts these little steps in place, right? Absolutely. And Isaac really made it come alive because even with piano, I didn't, I really didn't spend that long in the in the studio nailing down the piano parts. It was just so quick and simple, and he just made it sound so incredible. And so I'm so thankful to him because we couldn't have done it without him. And it's three amazing songs on this EP. Uh, it's called Heart Wide Open. You can find it. I picked mine up on uh, iTunes and Apple Music. Awake My Soul, God Only Knows, and Come to the Altar which are great worship songs and just very inspiring. So you guys need to check that out. But something that that I think is cool too is this Christmas stuff. <laughs> Thank you. You know, because I'm a I'm a Christmas fan. You know, it's always it just seems to be a favorite holiday um for so many people and it's just no exception. But I love Christmas music, but better than that, I love it if it's the right style. If it's not too modern or too whimsical and you just you just really have some good christmas music here so you went to the studio uh and recorded some christmas music kind of late last year right mm -hmm. it was really quick we did it in about two weeks and um steve allen made that happen he's an incredible producer here in town mm -hmm. and i'm so thankful for his vision because he made the silly idea that I had come to life um, well and with excellence. And I'm very thankful for him and um, one of my guitar players, Mickey Vines, who just nailed guitar on those three songs. 
Tender Tennessee Christmas, which is just a classic. The Christmas Song and We Need a Little Christmas. Those are on the My Christmas uh, EP, which you can find uh, on all digital platforms. And I'm just setting that up, people, because you know we're halfway to Christmas. I mean, come it's on. so weird. <laughs> it is crazy. It, it, COVID-19 happens, and then here we are in... Uh, Three months later, almost, I mean, we came off the road March, I believe it was somewhere the 15th or 16th, and everything was already shutting down, and here we are in the first week of June, almost three months later, and everything has been a big pause button, Uh, so we're so much closer to the end of the year, and I love this Christmas music because it feels authentic, it feels like it was recorded a long time ago, it has that classic feel to it and i love that and i love that someone your age can put that into music it's it's a gift i want you to know that thank you so much and hi deborah thank you i really appreciate that you know i think one of the struggles that most people have rachel um when getting into any type of entertainment field is being patient you know and it's when is it going to happen? I want to. I want it to happen today. Uh, I've been in Nashville for 13 years. I came here to build a church, uh, but I've been involved in, in music for over 30 years. Uh, I've never wanted, uh, you know, I've never had the same career goals that you have. Uh, but in all the goals that that we have in the entertainment business. None of it really, I mean, occasionally it can come quick, but most of the time you have to wait. So how have you coped with that in the process? Because, you know, you have to, sometimes you'll, you know, you have the movie, you go do that. And then is something right around the corner? Do you have to wait, be patient, don't want to lose your cool, right? I definitely have, the Lord has really had to teach me patience. Um, But I think in that um your question was how do i do that or manage that um i have some of the best friends in the world honestly and they remind me because a lot of times i'll get discouraged and just be like oh i haven't booked something in a year or Mm. i haven't gotten this many views on my TikTok, even (laughs) you know this silly thing and my best friends are the biggest cheerleaders in my life and they're my biggest fans and so I, I think my friends really keep me grounded as far as reminding me what my goals are long term, because God's outside of time. So he knows the end from the beginning. And so we just have to trust him. And it's hard every day. And patience is super hard as an entertainer. But um, if I'm impatient with life and I get frustrated with the Lord, I feel like it's probably only going to slow stuff down. <laughs> He's looking at my heart. And one of the things I always just ask before the Lord is that I'm real with him and just wow. pure before him. You know, and good things come to those who wait. We've heard that our whole life. You signed with Gateway Management last year, a wonderful company, a reputable company here in Nashville, Tennessee, that represents some major artists such as Carmen, uh, such as uh, Jackson uh, Heights, uh, my good, I don't want to start naming, but but I've seen uh, so many great artists through this management firm, and I thought what was so cool about this Christmas music, and I, I don't I don't mean to go back, 
was that it got national digital distribution with Dollar General stores. This is major because it's so difficult to get into those major retail markets where, you know, that music that's playing while you're shopping, uh, that sets the mood for the entire store, that stores pick so strategically to make your shopping experience enjoyable. That Christmas music was picked by Dollar General stores nationwide to, to be played in their stores. That's, that's a big, big thing. And my first national modeling gig was with Dollar General. Really? Was it clothing? Was it? It was. Okay, cool. Yeah, I sadly, I, I didn't model dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you made them. You made them. <laughs> I didn't know if they had you doing the holding the toys or holding the products or doing the prices Right style. I modeled for their juniors line. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I, I've never seen, I've never wore junior anything. <laughs> back when I, back when I was a kid, it was, uh, I had to shop at the portly section, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Uh, good, good to see you. Russell, Russell said, Russell wise, uh, I believe you okay, know Russell. Russell says, hi, Angela is here. Hello, Angela. Welcome. Good to see you. Everybody coming in. Uh, mm -hmm. Donna, good to see you. Anthony, Athena, thanks for coming in. You are um, listening to the fabulous Rachel Jeanette. You may have seen her in the Hunger Games, the, the Divergent series. Uh, she's been done a lot of film, music, modeling, and here she is today. And we're talking about a lot of her music. Is What's... what's on your Apple uh, playlist right now or your Spotify list, whatever uh, you use. I love Elevation's new songs, Elevation Worship. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm unapologetically a top 40 fan. So what's on top radio, I, I like to stay relevant and also just kind of hear what people are liking. And um, so it's, for me, it's worship or top 40 radio. <laughs> It's really cool, and I think we're, we're a lot alike with that. I love Top 40. I love different genres of music. Uh, there, there are a lot of, a lot of music has really changed so much because back when you were younger, you, you relied a lot on radio and airplay, and now social media and digital platforms are here. And social media is a big way to attract your fans, right? I mean, to keep them all communicated with and bring them in and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They're, they're just great, great tools to use. Back then in the day, what, what's the biggest difference you've seen over the past 10, 10 years or so? Well, when I was 15, 16, I released the song um, Legacy. Mm -hmm. And it was played on national Christian radio um, and mainstream radio, surprisingly. Um, it was really big in Chicago for some reason. Um, and it was kind of just shocking that it was picked up so quickly without any distribution. Mm -hmm. um, a friend published it for us. It was really just quick. And um, I had Darren Davis produce it for me and um, a friend, an old friend, Evan Milby. And they just did an awesome job. And we just put it out there because it was it was a song I wrote about two friends that died in a car accident suddenly. Mm. And I wrote it to bring healing to our church at the time. 
So it wasn't even intentional for the world necessarily. And then I got to tour with Jaren and sing that song on tour. And it was incredible, all the churches that said they had been singing this in their congregations. So I think for me, it's changed because, yes, there's that social media aspect. But it's also, I think, some some fans and people are kind of like, well, I don't believe I have fans. I believe I have friends. Um, But some people are just like, what's Rachel going to do with what she did now almost 15 years ago? What's she going to do next? Yeah. And that anticipation is there. You could build that on social media. You've shared the stage with people like Michael W. Smith, and you've uh, been on screen with Robert De Niro. I mean, my gosh, how intimidating is that? Steve Martin, you've worked with Jennifer Lawrence, Zach Afron, Jack Black. You've worked with so many incredible people. Have you ever been, okay, who, who was you most starstruck by that you've worked with? Or, when or I met more than one. It can be more than one. When I met Hayden Christensen, who was Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars, uh-huh. I literally couldn't speak. Um, and the week prior to that, I had worked with, with Robert De Niro, who just hung out. It was mm-hmm. so cool. He was so conversational and so fun to hang out with. But then I meet Hayden, and I think he was like my crush my whole life, and mm-hmm. words didn't form. And he was so cool about it. He was like, don't worry, this happens. Wow. But he was so sweet. He even ran up to me at the 90 Minutes in Heaven premiere and was just like, Rachel. And it was like a dream come true. I was still like fangirling as like a nine-year-old. That's uh, <laughs> That is pretty cool. Robert De Niro's got to be pretty intimidating when you have caliber like that. I mean, he's a legend. Oh, I love him. He is so chill. He is so, he's just a really chill guy. Um, and you can tell he's there to do his job. He loves his cigars and he's just, he's a really chill dude. And, um, that was cool to see because it's always neat when people like Godfather, mm-hmm. um, one, one of just the old De Niro movies I can think of, um, that I wasn't allowed to watch growing up. <laughs> um, but just seeing him in that and then seeing him so cool and humble, mm-hmm. it just, reassures you that there are people that are they're just normal yeah you're right you're right we're, we're all just people they're they're doing a job they're successful at it they're hard workers when they do it it's pretty amazing you know with all of this rachel the the film the music the modeling you've seen that success but always intertwined in that is tragedy somehow interwoven into everything that we do tragedy always finds a way to sneak in and you were involved in a very near fatal car accident just a little over two years ago back in 2017 and you and i've never talked about that i just read about it but i want you to talk about that because it just it it just goes to show that in the midst of everything that we can accomplish tragedy can show up at any time so i want to talk about the incident first and then tell us how you coped with that um i've been in two almost fatal car accidents the first one was in 2014 when i was shooting mockingjay and that one um a car pinned me coming through six lanes of traffic pinned me in the seventh 
I crossed over on the eighth lane and ran into a 10 foot concrete wall at about 75 miles per hour. Um, and I had a SUV at the time, a large SUV, and it was, um, in about seven, eight pieces on the interstate just in there. And, um, I really thought I was going to die. This person, um, they just, it's total accident. They just thought they saw a clearing and Hmm. came right over. But when they hit my car, it blew my tires. So I, I'm just driving along, normal. And I was actually listening to the new Hunger Games soundtrack that had come out a couple weeks prior and just gotten done with a long day on set and um, headed to my next location in the next city we were working in the next day. And I mean, suddenly I just didn't have control over my wheel. And I remember thinking, I'm going to die. And then I saw this huge wall in front of me and my car just felt like a roller coaster flying towards it. And I thought that was the last thing I was ever going to see was this wall. But I had this assurance that was, it changed my life forever, that when I opened my eyes, I was going to be in heaven. Wow. And I was so ticked off when I realized I wasn't dead because I was in the middle of the interstate with this car and there's smoke everywhere. And I'm just like, oh, no, I have to deal with this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm making sure I had my limbs and I'm touching my face and making sure everything's there and my phone wouldn't work because it had the impact was just so bad. Um, and I was trapped um, in the next to the fast lane and I didn't know how to get out. And it was just, it was a scary thing, but um, it just reminded me that every day getting, waking up in the morning and just knowing you're right with the Lord before you go about your day. Yeah. And just whatever, because we all make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but whatever's going on in our life that we need to work on just purely before God, just saying, hey, Lord, I want to be 100% my heart right with you so that I have complete assurance. Mm. Wow. That's very powerful. And in the midst of all of that, did you ever question, will I ever work again? Will 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 everything go okay? Will I bounce back? I missed filming, um, and I was in again the middle of my senior year of college. So I had a concussion, and they said it was twenty times worse than pro football. Mm. And uh, I had ribs dislocated all over the place, um, and they kept coming out of place. I was in excruciating pain, and I'm thinking, how am I going to finish this movie? How am I going to finish school? And it was really, honestly, it was just a miracle. I had, Treveka was so understanding um, with helping me work through my senior year and finish my senior year. And the casting with Mockingjay was just, they were so incredible and understanding as well. Because I did have to miss because I was injured. So I had to miss Mm. the shooting. Right. And uh, they were just so kind about it. But it was hard. I just, every day, I just... I felt like I didn't have a choice. So I was like, we've made it this far. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Got to keep going. Got to keep trucking. Good to see you, Adam. Hello. Thank you for stopping into the show. Britt Stokes. Hello, Leah. Grace Miller. Hello, Leah. Guys, we're talking with Rachel Jeanette. You've seen her in the Hunger Games, the Divergent series. She has been on, uh, she has worked with some of the biggest names in Hollywood, such as Robert De Niro and Zach Afron. When you saw Zach, did you just want to break into a high school musical right there? Not really. He was really <laughs> in character. So. 
<laughs> but I did love him in High School Musical. He's very talented. Oh gosh, my girls used to sing. Oh, that was just they were just possessed with this High School Musical demon bouncing through the house. <laughs> Singing every song, watching it over and over again. Oh my goodness. Rachel Jeanette, right now, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as this show is over, go pick up the EP. It's Heart Wide Open. There's three songs there. You can pick it up on Apple Music. It's it's really anywhere digital, right, Rachel? Yes, it's available everywhere. Yeah. It's Heart Wide Open. The uh, songs are Awake My Soul, God Only Knows, Come to the Altar, Praise and Worship. And Brandy and I listened to these. Uh, we picked it up as soon as it came out. And I, we were just, um, I, and I'm not blowing smoke here, girl, because you know me. Um, we were really impressed, uh, not only by your talent, because we know how talented you are, but by the the work that, uh, that Isaac uh Blaylock done in this. Uh, he's a producer engineer in town that we work with, uh, with Carmen, and he just done a good job. They were uh, your studio experience was good then with them. Oh, I I love Isaac. We just we went in there and just had fun. And his wife Kinsley has become such a close friend of mine, and so it just felt like felt like hanging out with friends. It was just easy and chill, and yeah, we just worked really really well together. Did Kinsley bake you anything? That's the real question. Did she I, bake you any brownies? Oh, yes, she did. Mm. Yes, she made uh, cookies one day, and then, yeah, I think brownies. Of course, of course mm -hmm. she did. Uh, Adam Lawrence uh, says that Zac Efron was better in The Greatest Showman. That's a great movie. <laughs> one of the best movies. Tell me some of your favorite movies, Rachel. Goodness. Free uh, is my all-time favorite movie. Which one? Free Willy. Ah, uh, really? Yes. Really? I watch that every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, Rachel just says I could watch that every day for the rest of my life. That's pretty. That's dedicated. Why is it? Why is it so special to you? I love Orgas. <laughs> I just really love orcas. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, how cool yeah. is that? Any uh, any that other? Do, do you have a particular genre of movie that you enjoy more than others? I love action movies, um, like spy suspense stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I love Christopher Nolan as a director. Mm. Um, Francis Lawrence. Anything Ang Lee does is going to be good. Um, getting the chance to work with him was incredible. I didn't feel worthy the entire time. Um, but, you know, you, you get signed onto a movie and the Oscar-winning director is like, oh, yeah, I want her. And you're like, oh, okay. No pressure at all. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the, the pressure that. What's it like when you're, wa when you're walking into um, a reading, I guess, when you're going in to try out for a role, what's that experience like? Um, it totally depends on the movie. So for some movies I've done, they choose you based on appearance and physical ability. Mm -hmm. Um, other movies, they'll pick you based on your chemistry with the main actor. Um, it just kind of, yeah, it depends. Um, I've, I've always, 
been pretty chill going into auditions. Um, Billy Lynn was definitely probably one of the most intense tryout processes I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. We trained with um, one of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders who became one of my best friends. We trained with her for weeks and they would cut people every day. Wow. And I never thought I'd make it to the final round. It's pretty stressful, but again, patience, right? Yes, definitely. A lot of patience and hard work. Absolutely. What's next for Rachel Jeanette? Where 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 do you go from here? Well, I'm writing for my new debut album right now. That I'm very excited to. Hopefully, we'll release it next year. Um, spring of next year is what we're hoping for. Um, but yeah, I'm writing for that right now, and we should be in the studio soon working on some stuff. That's very cool. A lot of people don't realize how grueling the studio process is. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. First, it's song selection and writing, and then pre-production, and then production and post-production. When you go, when you have a full-length, full-production record, it, it takes a lot of time. People really don't get that, right? Right, and I um, I like to be there for almost every part of it. <laughs> Which is really cool, because you want to be involved, right? It's your baby. Mm-hmm. And just Trevecca gave us so much knowledge in the degree that I use in production and how to do that, that I don't feel silly when I go in the studio. I, I feel like I can talk to the musicians and kind of understand what's going on and yeah. get the sound that I want. Yeah, very cool. You have now, if I'm not mistaken, you have a you have a little puppy. I do, and I have to mention this because I am a avid dog lover. I have one. I have four puppy or four dogs in in my home currently. Three of them are mine. One is my uh, my daughter in law and my son. They are he has uh, gone to training in the military in the army. And so she's here, and their dog's here, and I love dogs. Do you just love dogs? That's why you like Free Willy. You're a big animal lover, right? <laughs> but yeah, Arrow is the best dog ever. What kind of dog? He's a micro teacup poodle. Should I grab him? Uh, Can show don't him don't don't threaten me with the good time. Grab him, okay. yeah. Grab I'll, him one second. I will move. I will move off screen, and when you get back, I'll bring you back. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel is going to go pick up her dog. So we get to see her dog here in just a second. Isn't that exciting? The Joseph Richo, we do things no one does. No one's going to ask their guest to go get a dog, but Joseph will do it. Because why? Because that's just who I am. And I love dogs. I don't know if she loves her dog. Rachel Jeanette on the show with us. And she is back. And she has a... Oh my gosh, I can't. He has his lion outfit on right now. I can't. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh my gosh. How old is he? He is almost three years old. Oh, it's so little. He is really little, and he just got shaved, so he's really tiny. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's cold. He's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Look how cute. I love it. I love dogs. Pets are such an important part of my life. Oh my goodness. You know, they're all Yeah, and they're always there. They're there for you. Um, is he real sensitive to you emotionally? Yes, very. As you can tell. He'll come in the studio and just hang out and lay on the ground right by the piano. That is so sweet. Well, I love him. It's, ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Jeanette. We've talked (laughs) about her brand new EP that's on uh, Anywhere Digital Music is. It's called Heart Wide Open. It's available now. You can pick up her Christmas music. She has some other music that you can find uh, on, on all digital platforms. And, of course, to find out anything, you can go to the website, racheljeanette.com. They can also, you're on you're everywhere on social media, right, Rachel? Yes. Working on the TikTok thing, trying to get better at it. But oh, I'm gosh. <laughs> I wish anything that I had one of your TikToks pulled up right now. Because I love your TikTok. Love Thank it. you. I, I just did the wipe it down challenge today. So I can't wait. I can't wait. TikTok <laughs> is so cool. What? Where do they, uh, do they just search Rachel Jeanette? They'll find you. I think it's Rachel Jeanette one on my TikTok. Cool. <laughs> well, they'll find you, I'm sure. And then, of course, we'll put, as a matter of fact, what we'll do is in the comments of this, we'll go ahead and put all of uh, everywhere you need to go on social media to find Rachel Jeanette. I'm so glad that you spent this time with me. I'm very honored and thank you for being patient with the show running behind on time. But you you are just a, a wonderful, wonderful person to speak to. You have such a humble spirit. You've accomplished so much and you've got so far to go. I can't wait to see what else that God has in store for you, Rachel. Well, I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me, Joseph. And Arrow. And I know. Is this Arrow's debut? Or he's been he's been on a couple of things. Oh, of course he has. <laughs> he's got to be included. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Jeanette, and we're we're just thrilled that she was here. And let, don't forget, y'all, pick up the music. Go on uh, iTunes, pick this up, check out Rachel Jeanette. Rachel, thank you again for being here. We appreciate you. We can't wait to talk to you again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Jeanette. Rachel Jeanette. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I just love it when someone shows up that's just so kind and considerate and professional and I have uh, you know I've done a lot of shows my goodness I've I've interviewed some controversial guests I've had different types of people on here some people I deal with professionally um, behind the scenes it's a different story than what comes on the show but but it's good to know that Rachel is just one of these good people she's just normal she's accomplished accomplished a lot of incredible things continues to do that with her music and her talent and her acting and her modeling. But guys, listen, the voice is just so smooth and so soothing in this praise and worship music. I mean it. Go pick it up tonight. It will help you sleep better. It's uh, Heart Wide Open, Rachel Jeanette. You can find it 
all retailers. Don't forget to find Rachel on all social media platforms. We will comment all of that. And we appreciate you guys so much for checking out the show. Uh, Don't forget, now listen guys, uh, coming up this Thursday, I have a very special guest, Pastor Demetrius Short, will be here with me. To, we're going to be talking about the, the current climate of our country with racial division. Talking about that, I want to discuss it not politically, but to just bring awareness to everyone about the real life situation that we're in. With a, in the perspective of an African-American um, man of God, uh, a pastor who has to wake up every day and help people through things like this. And, you know, it, it's even uncomfortable for me to use terms like minorities. I know these are political correct terms. And it's just so strange. But on the show Thursday, I wanted to, to be interested to come on. He's a close friend of mine. He is a... My goodness, an entrepreneur. He has so many wonderful programs here in the Nashville area that they do to help the community. So, Demetrius Short joins me Thursday evening at 8.05 right here on Facebook and YouTube. I encourage you guys to come check me out. Check me out. Can you still check a guy out at 46? No, Brandy checks me out. That's all I know. Oh, my goodness. I got a birthday coming up Saturday. My gosh, I'm going to be 46 years old. And on that note, thank you for watching. I appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget, right here, rachelgenette.com. Pick up the music and enjoy it.